This week, Rod interviews Kate Post from the Asparagus Festival. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 35 for Friday, April the 9th, 2010. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all returning listeners. If this is your first time checking out the show, thanks for listening. If you have comments for the show, leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show, we have an iPad review. It's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. A quick word with Susan Moraloiko. A restaurant review of Fon Wong's Deli. My interview with Kate Post. And the question of the week. Do you commute? And listener comments. But first, a look at the news. Stockton is starting to see its foreclosure rates finally drop. New statistics released by foreclosure deals show that the national foreclosure rate has dropped nearly 2% since January and has slowed to only a 6% increase from last year. Las Vegas, Phoenix, and San Bernardino are among the cities listed with Stockton as having an 18% drop in its foreclosure rate. If you are one of the many who have been putting off filing your taxes because you need some assistance, free help is available. Thanks to the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, Taxpayers can get the help they need to get their taxes filed by the April 15th deadline. To schedule an appointment, call 209-644-8600. The U.S. Census Bureau is still encouraging you to mail in your census forms. Those who fail to do so will be visited by a local census worker who will take your information personally at your place of residence. Visit 2010census.gov for more information. This has been Podcast Stockton News. Hi, this is Wes with the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau coming to you from the historic waterfront warehouse in downtown Stockton with your Stockton Weekend Activities Guide. I'm sure you already know this, but the great Stockton Asparagus Dine Out runs through this Sunday. So if you haven't gone out there and tried some of the great asparagus dishes at one of the over 20 restaurants in Stockton, I highly encourage you to go out. There are some amazing dishes out there. I've already been to quite a few uh, this week and expect to go all the way through Sunday. So get out there and support local restaurants and locally grown asparagus. The other big thing in town this week, of course, is the Brubeck Jazz Festival. It kicks off. Uh, Thursday and runs all the way through Saturday at the University of the Pacific. And then Sunday on the Miracle Mile is the fourth annual Jazz on the Mile, and that'll happen at 1 p.m. in Tuxedo Court on the Miracle Mile. So don't miss that. That's always a great outdoor jazz concert on the Mile. Uh, if you like classic cinema, go to the Bob Hope Theater this Friday night at 6.30. They'll be showing Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That opens with the performance of the Morton Organ. And then the show, I think, begins at 7. Uh, and if you like bugs, you know what? It's creepy as crawly. It's coming to the Oak Grove Nature Center. It's Bug Fest at the Oak Grove Regional Park this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
for more information on any of these events, you can always head to visit Stockton.org. And guess what? If you want two free tickets to the Stockton Asparagus Festival, shoot me a tweet on Twitter or something on Facebook that tells me who the headline entertainment is on Saturday. First person to do that gets two free tickets to the Stockton Asparagus Festival. And until next time, be sure to go out there and celebrate Stockton. So in case you missed the video or any of the news over the last uh, few days, the iPad has cometh. It has, and it's landed right in your your greedy little hand. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> landed right in your hands. Yeah, it has landed. I, I did put a video up over the weekend. Uh, I think it took me until Sunday to get that thing up there. But uh, Can I just compliment you on your video just here sure, publicly? Sure, okay. ahead, Matt, you did such a great job oh, on that video. Man. Actually, for a half second there, I actually wanted one of those things. Oh, nice. Well, th- thank you. The video was uh, fun. It was great to get um, into uh, see Arvin at Best Buy. He had... Uh, tweeted something. He saw there was lots of commotion on Twitter that day about it. And he said, Hey, come on by. I'll show you one. And I already knew I was getting one in the mail, but hey, I was going to pass up an opportunity to talk to the Best Buy guy. Yeah. And get a hands-on before you even got your own. Yeah, exactly. So, um, he pulled one out of the back and, um, cause he couldn't take one of the demo models cause there was a bunch of kids there and they were just dying to get on there. Um, and, uh, you know, he gave me a live demo and, uh, it was nice to run into Tom Moshe from buy me an iPhone, Nerf squeezer on Twitter, um, as well. It's kind of ironic. Um, buy but, me an iPad. Yeah, buy me an iPad. But uh, so far, I gotta say, Rod, I love this thing. You know, I've I've gotten some flack from people saying that uh, I'm a fanboy, or whatever. But you know, I've told you, I bought it to use as a supplement to my laptop, not to use as a supplement to my iPhone, because I didn't get 3G. I only want the Wi-Fi. But just for when you know the kids are on the laptop, or I just want to quickly check my email, and um, you know what, it does that just perfectly. Um, I think the the best way to explain it for me, Rod, is my my desktop computer is what I use to create stuff, create you know pictures or create documents, create podcasts or web pages or whatever. The iPad is what I consume stuff on, and it, from a consumption standpoint, it, it's you know again it's supposed to replace the net the the netbook to just surf the net and do stuff like that. Yeah. It works perfectly for me. Everything serves a purpose. And from what I've gotten to, you know, I actually got my hands on today. It was, it was awesome. I walked through the door and I was like, where's the iPad? Uh, but yeah, so I got my hands on and I got to say, you're absolutely right. I mean, these, these things are not meant to replace anything. You know, every piece of equipment you have serves its purpose. You know, a laptop is, is the mobile uh, production for me. Right. And so the desktop at home sits there as sort of a monument to, to things past and it, you know, gets used every once in a while to create big things that, that need that type of speed. But you're absolutely right. That iPad right there, it will, uh, it will do perfect to, to surf the net, to just take a look at pictures and watch some videos and relax and not have to have a, a cumbersome laptop on your lap to do it. Yeah. I love the, uh, I'm using, um, Twitterific's iPad app, but, um, you know, Facebook hasn't come up with a iPad specific app and the iPhone app, does not look very good on the iPad. But, you know, um, one of the biggest surprises is there's a bunch of games that I used to have on, or used to play on my iPhone, and I've kind of lost interest, things like Tetris and um, even recently Demonless, that, you know, they look great on the iPad. And the iPad is great from, a you know, just dorking off playing Scrabble or playing um, or Words with Friends or Demonless and, or Tetris. So, um, so far, a few days later, I'm loving it. The battery life is incredible. Um, I'm thinking based on my usage pattern, I'll have to 
probably charge it once a week. So uh, you, you can't go wrong with that. Again, if you have not seen the uh, iPad has landed video, go to podcaststockton.com, scroll down a bit and um, you'll see it. Or you can visit the, our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash podcaststockton. I highly recommend it. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and the Women's Center of San Joaquin County wants you to join their efforts in recognizing the month of April as Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And throughout the month, they have plenty of activities being held in the Stockton area to raise public awareness and to help educate community members on how to prevent sexual violence. Yeah, and for this year, the, the, um, the 2010 theme for Sexual Assault Awareness Month is Don't Stand By, Stand Up. And Rod, you know what, you know what really just, just got to me was um, the, the the Women's Center of San Joaquin County recently had their annual luncheon. This was on um, on March 31st. And you know, at, at the same time, during the, the same event or the same day anyway, there was that um, there was that uh, news story that came out that there was a, a gentleman um, who uh, walked up to a couple of police officers at a gas station and said, "Hey, um, I think I just killed my girlfriend." Oh, that's right. I remember that story. And you know, it, it, I mean, there's never, you know, the timing of that's never good, right? But but think about that. I mean, here we are kicking off Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and there's, you know, right in, right in our own city, of course, this happens everywhere, and it, it has happened in Stockton. Um, but it just seemed, it just seemed to be, um, you know, I, I, I guess horrible timing. It's horrible timing all, all the way around, but wow. I mean, what, what a, what a message that, you know, we're kicking off this event, kicking off this month and there's, you know, uh, this horrific, um, situation where this man strangles and kills his girlfriend. And there's a, definitely some tragic irony in that. And, uh, you know, if you look at some of the numbers, it's just, it's staggering and, uh, it's very sad and one in three women, uh, one in three or four girls, one in six boys, uh, one in eleven men will be victims of sexual assault in at least uh, at least once in their lives. Yeah, and and we're we're calling on on all members of the community to to you know recognize that April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And uh, of course, you know we here at, at Podcast Stockton like to shine the light on positive. And while this is a very negative situation, the positive events that are coming out of this, the positive uh, people that are getting together to try to uh, combat this. Uh, terrible, terrible phenomenon uh, are, are throwing these events to just try to, to raise some public awareness and some positivity uh, to come out of such negative events. Right. So um, some of the events coming up we have um, on April 17th is the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes at the uh, Banner Island Ballpark. This is a event that goes on every year. The, I know the last couple of years it's been held at the, at the mall. But this year is when men um, throughout the community get together and they literally walk a mile in high heels to protest sexualized violence and to educate the, the communities and help raise money for, for this cause. And, um, you know what, I've not done it before. Um, I'm trying to, um, coordinate my schedule so I can do it this year, but, um, you know what, it's it from, I know people that have done the event and they say that it's, it's a powerful message. I mean, they're literally, and they have a good time with it and they, they walk in some of them, some very, very high heel, you know, stiletto shoes, but they literally walk a mile um, to, to, to protest this kind of violence. I think I'll get shoe junkies uh, on, on yeah, Twitter to go. give me some nice high heels to wear for that. There you go. Um, again, so that's on April 17th. On April the 20th, uh, there will be Sexual Assault Awareness Day of Action. And uh, it's brought to the attention of the entire community on, or excuse me, the entire country on this day. And uh, every individual in the nation is encouraged to participate in uh, an awareness raising activity or event in the community. So again, this isn't an actual sanctioned event, 
But of course, on the April the 20th, they want you to uh, to somehow raise awareness for sexual assault awareness. Yeah, on April 21st, um, um, we're looking at uh, a Denim Day. And Denim Day started in 1999 because of a, there was an uh, Italian court that decided to overturn a rape conviction because the victim was wearing jeans. And the court said that jeans can't be easily pulled off so that obviously the young woman had to be consenting. I mean, that that's just... That is ridiculous, um, and and this is a um, you know a, a stand against um, uh, a stand against domestic violence. And quite frankly, you know we're asking it on denim day. Break the dress code. Wear denim, and um, you know uh, let's see if we can help dispel the myths regarding sexual violence. And on April 29th is the uh, Sam S A A M movie night at the Women's Center of San Joaquin County. Uh, again, they'll host a movie for various college students in the community. Uh, the film being featured will highlight uh, themes of sexual violence and the bystander theory. Uh, after viewing the film, the attendees will participate in a discussion uh, related to the movie's themes. So you're welcome to to discuss exactly what you saw in the movie. And uh, again, it's it's only by invite and the space is limited. So you certainly want to get in contact with the uh, Women's Center of San Joaquin to actually get an invite to that. So if you'd like to get more information on things going on for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, visit the Women's Center website at womenscentersjc.org. Of course, we will put a link in the show notes as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a um, more serious topic than we, than we usually cover. But, you know, this this type of thing is important in our community. We hope that uh, you find um, you find a way to get involved. And absolutely. And we're we're bent on showing the positive groups and the people that are making a difference in Stockton. And again, the Women's Center of San Joaquin County is definitely one of those organizations. And uh, even though it's a somber and, and quite negative uh, topic, again, the work that this group does to at least bring some sort of positivity and some sort of comfort to the uh, victims of this terrible crime uh, definitely deserves the spotlight shined on them. And uh, we're happy to do so this month. I am joined today by Susan Moraloyko, event director for the Stockton Earth Day Festival. Susan, thanks for joining us on Podcast Stockton. Oh, thank you so much for asking us about the Earth Day Festival. So you have a special event coming up uh, in April. What can you tell us about it? This year will mark the 22nd year that we've celebrated the Earth Day Festival in the city of Stockton. The, uh, the event is all about environmental education. It's free and open to the community. We want them to come and learn how they can protect our resources just by changing their behavior. Great. So Sunday, April 18th, 11 to 4 at Victory Park. Is uh, Have you always done them at Victory Park? It's been all over town, but for the last six or seven years, we've been at Victory Park. We found a home there. It's a perfect setting for it. It's in a residential community, and the neighbors there have embraced our event. Great. So what can you tell me about the day? What, what can people expect if, if they haven't been to the, um, to the Earth Day Festival before? Well, we, we're going to start off the uh, day at 10 o'clock with uh, some yoga from 10 to 10.45. So anybody who's interested, and if you're interested in coming, you can as well. Um, do a little yoga, get ready, get relaxed, get ready for the day. At uh, 10.30, we have some folks that are getting together for the family fun bike ride. It's a, just a very leisurely two-mile bike ride to Lewis Park, down uh, along Smith Canal, through the residential community surrounding Victory Park, and back again. It's just to, again reiterate or stress to folks the importance of looking at uh, alternative forms of uh, transporting themselves from one place to another. 
Great. So you'll have, um, there's food and entertainment out there, I would imagine. Lots of food, a lot of local talent will be there. Uh, children's uh, entertainment as well. So it is very family-oriented. We want everybody to come, mom, dad, and the kids. Great. So speaking of families, um, I, I went to the event last year with my kids, lots of kids out there. What do you hope kids take away from this event? Well, uh, actually, kids get it. It's their parents that don't always oh. get it about being green, if you will, making good decisions, good choices. Uh, kids already understand about recycling and water conservation and air quality issues. And so um, we do it under the guise of educating children, but we're really getting to their parents. They'll have opportunity to um, visit interactive booths where they'll learn about all kinds of uh, aspects of the environment and what they can do to change their behavior to protect our resources. Great. Well, um, if folks want to find out more about the Stockton Earth Day Festival coming up Sunday, April 18th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., uh, where can people go? They can check out our website at www.livegreensamwalkeen.com. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Hope to see you out there. Well, she uh, she will see us out there, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just going to name you MC Matt. I'm going to name you MC Rod. Yeah. So we're going to be MCs, right? Yeah, there you go. Sucka MCs. Sucka. So um, in case you missed us tweeting about it um, and Facebooking and everything else, um, Rod and I have been asked to MC the um, 22nd annual Earth Day Festival at Victory Park on uh, Sunday, April the 18th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. They don't know what they're getting into. Uh, right, right. Of course, Rod, you're, um, you're not going to be able to be there the whole day. No. Sorry. Got a game that day. That's right. Go Ports. Double duty. But um, I, uh, I, will, I will be out there, and uh, we're, we're very, very honored um, that we were asked to MC it. And that, that came about from Twitter, um, uh, Benjamin Saffold on Twitter, who um, does some work for those guys. He's on their committee. And should that surprise you? I mean, all the good things we've gotten in life have come from Twitter. I know, it's, I know. know. He, um, uh, they put him in charge of finding um, an MC, and he sent me a message on Twitter. And two days later, we're in their, uh, at their committee meeting. And um, uh, it, it's a great group of, of volunteers in the community. They're putting this thing together. It's all volunteer-driven. Um, and uh, I'm excited to do it, man. What about you? I'm stoked. I mean, I, I love getting up and, uh, and addressing crowds. You know that. Again, I'll go from one crowd to, to another there that day from from the Earth Day Festival to the uh, Stockton Ports. Well, hope, hopefully you don't blow it and at the Ports game go, all right, welcome to the 22nd Annual Earth Day. I'll I mean, be like, are you game. feeling earthy, Ports fans? That's that's what I'll do. <laughs> so, yeah, once again, uh, we, we, we'd love to see you out there um, supporting the community, supporting the cause. Um, this is going to be a great Earth Day event. Um, I went last year, um, but I hadn't been before last year, so this is only my second year. Uh, I'm excited to go and um, certainly excited that uh, I will be uh, – Joining you, Rod, um, with the uh, with microphones and emceeing. There's going to be a lot of great bands, so you're not going to hear a lot of talky talky from Rod and I. No. Um, but uh, we'll throw some stuff out there, and, uh, uh, and there's some some great bands and some uh, other great entertainment, and there's food, although no meat, um, and um, kids' activities and everything else. And the best part is, uh, how much does it cost again, Rod? Uh, I'm thinking that you can just turn your pockets out, and uh, if there's nothing in there, you can still get in. Yep, you get to go for free. So uh, once again, Sunday, April the 18th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's a, a bike ride that starts, I think, at 10 in the morning. Um, yoga starts at 10 in the morning. Oh, so. yoga starts at 10. I think the bike yeah. ride is at 1030. Is I that think right? It's, yeah, I think so. Um, so you can get more information, again, as uh, Susan said, at livegreensanjoaquin.com. 
time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. This is Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast Stockton Sports Update for episode number 35. If there's one thing people outside of Stockton don't know about, is Stockton is home to Major League and Oakland A's pitcher Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden made his first start of 2010 on Tuesday for the Oakland A's, and he had a very strong start. Here's the 0-2 on the way to Milton Bradley. Change up, swung on and missed down and away. So Braden gives up a hit and a walk. He gets a pickoff and two strikeouts. Milton Bradley, a strikeout and a foul out. And he swings and misses. And that is strikeout number 10. Braden went seven innings. He gave up four hits, one earned run, one walk, and a career-high 10 strikeouts. Congratulations, Dallas, and hopefully you can continue that for the remainder of the season. The Oakland A's are 3-1 on the young season, and the Giants, coming off a sweep of the Houston Astros, are 3-0. So far, so good for the Northern California baseball teams. The Stockton Ports will make their home debut on Thursday, April 15th, against Visalia. That is also the game when our very own Radavia Gomez will make his debut as the Stockton Ports MC. After splitting the first two games of their five-game playoff series against the Alaska Salmon Kings, the Stockton Thunder will return home this Friday and Saturday at 7.30 for games three and four of their playoff series. The series is tied at one game apiece, and the Stockton Thunder wants you to come out to the Stockton Arena to root them on in the playoffs. For tickets, go to StocktonThunder.com. Delta Mustangs baseball is 13-13, and the University of Pacific baseball is 17-10. That is your podcast Stockton Sports Update. I'm Lil Tuckerman. Now let's head back to Matt and Rod. All right, so another restaurant review. Not only another restaurant review, Rod, but a restaurant review of a place I've never been. Yes, finally. No, for a while you've been to all the restaurants and I didn't get to do anything. So, yeah, today I actually get to, to review one that you haven't been to yet. But you should. And if you should, then everybody else out there should. I guarantee you right now. You're going to have to sell me on it. So let's hear Let's hear the review. The name of the <laughs> – it's really, really good, Matt. Um, it's called Fawn Wong Deli. And uh, it is in the Marina Market Center next to the Subway. Uh, I know everybody knows what the InShape Fitness is right off of there. It's like right across the little street from there. Oh, over uh, like Ben Holt I-5 area. Ben Holt I-5 area. And let me tell you, there is a few places that I like to eat more than this. Uh, I love Asian food, you know, because we reviewed the uh, the, so- the Seoul Soon Debu, uh, the Korean restaurant. And again, uh, this is yet another Asian restaurant that I dig and it's just a little little cubby hole of a place it's not even that big so it's right there by the new casa flores too in the marina right. um you cannot eat in this place that is how awesome it is there is no dining area this is strictly a takeout so um yeah it's not necessarily a restaurant review i guess but it is definitely a review of a place where you need to be eating at um the prices are very very reasonable there are combination platters for about uh, six bucks and that'll get you anything from uh, chicken in foil to pork fried rice uh, to, you know, Mongolian beef. Uh, that's that's actually what we usually eat when we eat there. We usually get an order of Mongolian beef, an order of curry chicken, 
an order of chicken fried rice and an order of pork chow mein. That's that's like the staple Via Gomez family Fon Wong Deli, <laughs> you know, uh, experience. And, and how about the prices? Prices are outstandingly just low. Uh, a, a small order. And they're, they're outstandingly low. They're outstandingly that's, that's really low. low. That's, that's lower really, than low. Yeah, you can you can get out of it. Listen, so on a normal on a normal Via Gomez family Fon Wong Deli experience, I leave that place with less than a twenty dollar uh, bill. Wow. And that is with the again and and we eat we eat from that one that one order for three meals. That's dinner, that's lunch, and then that's usually sometimes dinner the next day. So it's not like you get barely anything for the price. You are getting a exorbitant amount of food for very little money. So and I think I may have brought this up on on another show, but if I'm going out for Chinese food, the litmus test for me is the white rice. Is the white rice sticky enough and is it good? It is absolutely sticky enough. And not only is it sticky enough, but uh, again, it, it's where you can, we do this, the chopstick test, right? Mm-hmm. The chopstick test. You can absolutely pick up a big, huge chunk with a chopstick. And uh, and yeah, definitely. And it's good. I mean, it's cooked. It's cooked well. It's not too uh, watery. It's not too disgusting or it's not overly cooked and dry. Um, it's really nice. And then the fried rice obviously is is just as good. Uh, as the white rice. But one good thing that they do is when it's in season, the Mongolian beef is cooked with asparagus as well as uh, several other of their dishes. They actually cook asparagus in there and they don't give you the whole spear. You just get the asparagus skin. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And it's good. It works for the dish. I mean, it's, it's uh, again, um, everything is cooked very well and I've never had a complaint uh, going there at all. Cool. So it sounds like a uh, thumbs up for you. From uh, Fawn Wong's Deli. Where can we find them? Fawn Wong's Deli can be found on, it is, the official address is uh, 3201 West Benjamin Holt Drive. Again, that's right there, right off of I-5 and Ben Holt. You can find it in the Marina Market Center uh, next to the Casa Flores in the subway. And uh, they are open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. So uh, go by and check them out. And make sure you tell them Rod sent you from Podcast Stockton. This is Miko Jaleel from DCTV News, and you are listening to Podcast Stockton. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Can you feel the excitement? It is that time. It's that time of week, my friends. It is that time for me, John Remington, to bring you the ads of the week. This week on ClawsOfGoodies.com, we have a 1994 Ford minivan, an authentic coach wallet, and a wonderful office desk. Find all these great ads and many more on ClausalGoodies.com where it never costs you anything to post and search ads. Thank you for using our website and thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. So I'm here with Kate Post, the Executive Director for the Stockton Asparagus Festival. Kate, thanks so much for joining us. Sure, this is fun. All right, so the Stockton Asparagus Festival, it is what Stockton is synonymous for. If people don't know anything about Stockton... They know about the asparagus They festival. do, nationwide. And, you know, this is the 25th annual festival, our 25th anniversary. And who would have ever thought for 25 years, you know, all these tons of spears would be eaten by so many. So what's your favorite part about organizing this? Event? Oh, let's see. Um, probably the creative side of it, you know, the visual side of it. Um, all, planning all the entertainment and the new venues, which we have a lot to talk about this year. But, you know, we start every year with a new ad campaign. 
And this year, of course, we've got our 25 years, tons of spears. But what, the reason we do that is not only to freshen up the event, but make a new demand for merchandise. So our wine glass sales, margarita glasses, t-shirts, hats, all that gets recreated every year. And that's, the, that's one of the fun parts. But really, the fun part of it is planning all the venue entertainment. So, you know, having a vision of that is really fun. And of course, our main stage is phenomenal at Weber Point with that gorgeous white canopy on the water. When our bands come, they can't believe how beautiful Stockton is just gorgeous so how long have you been actually the, the coordinator well this will be my 11th one in a row however I was one of the original creators of it 25 years ago so I've seen it grow from a little kind of sleepy little event out at the park you know which we totally outgrew and of course that whole region's grown beyond us and now to this very fabulous urban celebration downtown on the waterfront and of course this year our new marina is going to be open did you know that's been sold out all the births since January isn't that fantastic? Yeah. So it just shows you our next uh, future growth, you know, not to get ahead of myself, but the future growth of this event is really on the waterfront and maybe in the water. You know, we're talking about what we're going to do next year in the water. So um, what city wouldn't want to have a, a beautiful delta right in the middle of their festival? You Absolutely. know, just fantastic. Well, talk about the growth a little bit. You talked yeah. about it being a sleepy little festival, yeah. and now it's this yeah. huge event. It talk is. about the growth. It's fun. You know, from the beginning, um, first of all, we didn't know if this was a good idea or not. This was a, a uh, idea by the Convention Bureau at the time. Joe Travalli was the executive director and his board. And they wanted to emulate something like Gilroy had. And then Gilroy was only four or five years into their festival. So they went to Gilroy. The big contingency goes all the way to Gilroy and says, OK, now what are we going to do? We want to have something like that, too. So they threw all these vegetables around, you know. And then they said, how about tomatoes? No, not tomatoes. How about onions? No, 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 no onions. And then somebody said asparagus. And everybody's eyes just lit up and the jaws dropped. And of course, then my job was to go out and ask the Asparagus Commission if they would think this is a good idea. Would they donate the asparagus at the time? So we asked him for a thousand pounds, thinking that was just astronomical amount of, of uh, asparagus. Well, we just ordered between thirty-two and thirty-six thousand pounds yesterday, so it's magnificently bigger. And I think we started with two or three deep fryers. We have forty some now. I mean, it's just a, a mammoth event. But you know, the number one reason people come to the festival is for the food, and we are known worldwide for our fantastic asparagus and. Uh, uh, you know, what else could there be but asparagus for us? Well, then let's talk about the history of asparagus okay. in Stockton. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're a very uh, you're very up on the history of asparagus. How did asparagus get to be uh, Stockton's crop? Well, I, I think it's kind of a win-win for everybody. You know, I don't really talk that well about the commodity. I've got somebody that can talk about that for you. But um, it, it's just it was just something that was meant to be, I think, for both of us. And uh, because the season is so so ideal for us, you know, this April season with Easter coming, that's when the crop comes out. And, you know, we're one of the first food festivals of the year in the state of California, and that's a good thing because we get some of the first uh, entertainment, some of the first venues coming through the state of California just because of the asparagus festival. So anyway... Um, well, let's talk yeah. about the entertainment. Yeah. What, what kind of stuff goes on in these various well, festivals? Well, obviously our main stage entertainment is national headline acts, and we try to keep the that going. And, of course, we're going to open this year with Pete Escovito Latin Jazz Orchestra on Friday. I can't wait. Followed by the iconic Sha Na Na, just a good old rock and roll day. And then Saturday our headline entertainment is Blue Oyster Cult, followed by a Patriot Jet Air Team flyover, which I'll talk about in a minute. And then Sunday, our headliner is Loverboy. So, you know, we like the oldies. We can afford the oldies. And we can we can prove that, you know, the number one reason people come is for the food. Number second reason is for the entertainment. But, of course, that's not 
all we have. We have so many venues at the festival. The Sea Lion Encounter, the Velocity Circus, our new venue where the Old Got Milk used to be in that intersection that you'll see from far and wide. That's our new Cirque du Soleil style entertainment uh, called Velocity Circus. Should be an ooh-ah moment for everybody. Nobody should have seen anything like that here in the region. Of course, we've got Tyson the Skateboarding Bulldog. He's back with the Sky Dogs USA. And let's see our hole-in-one golf competition. You can win a Mercedes-Benz. Awesome. you got to hit two hole-in-one, so you got to qualify for the shootout and then hit another one. But that's fun. And again, that's utilizing the waterfront there. That's a beautiful venue. I just love that. Uh, let's see. DeCarly Square Stage is where uh, some of our local entertainment, Mac Torres Band, Latin Magic, uh, all the colorful uh, ballet for Colorico groups, Mariachi Calais, Cesar Chavez High School, uh, Jazz band, you know, things like that that are just packed down there. Uh, and of course, don't forget the Great Spirit Run. That's Saturday morning this year. We moved it a day earlier because we think we're going to get more people and more publicity that way. And then uh, that'll be followed by the world famous deep fried eating competition on Saturday with Joey Chestnut and all the head eaters in the world are going to be here to chow down on asparagus. How much can you eat in 10 minutes? The record is 8.7 pounds in 10 minutes. That was a couple of years ago. Last year, Joey got beat because he had a sore throat. Can you imagine? Talk about a bad day, huh? <laughs> anyway, Eric beat him. Or no, Pat Bertoletti beat him. Um, and I can't remember what the poundage is, but it's on our website. But anyway, that's something. If you've not seen the eating competition, you got to see it. I'll vouch for it. Because it goes all over the nation just for two or three seconds of fame on national TV. What did they do today? They ate so many pounds of asparagus in 10 minutes. So it's it's fun to watch. So. And these asparagus spears, they're, they're no joke. Yeah, no, they're the size of a hot dog, let me tell you. And, how, you know, they usually break them down. There's a whole technique about this. I mean, that would be a good interview for you. Come and interview Joey when he's done or, or before. I'm sure but, Matt will be there with Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll be great. So anyway, that's a fun thing to come and see. So what kind of vendors come out to this event? Oh, hundreds of vendors. The vendors this year, we're completely sold out. And they're from all over the country. Um, the number one uh, type of vendor, of course, is a food vendor. Everybody wants to come and eat more food. So, you know, we've got everything, everything from, you know, your Lockford sausage to Japanese, you name it, Greek. We've got every kind of food there is. And people just eat their way from one end of the street to the other end of the street and have an asparagus margarita in between, you know, that kind of thing. And then, of course, the, the, the fun part that I like, too, is the shopping areas, the arts and crafts. There's a 100 booths over there, beautiful things to shop for, all handmade. And then, of course, we've got our celebrity kitchen venue, too, where Martin Yan will be on the weekend and a lot of local area chefs. And uh, that has a lot of home and garden shopping in there, too, followed by the recipe contest. You know, these chefs and area people that really cook love our recipe contest, and that's sponsored by our 4-H. And you've also got local media, correct? Tons, tons of local media all over. And, um, you know, I think the thing that I love about it the most is that our local media really celebrates this asparagus festival and they, they do it like it's their event and everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to be seen there. Everybody wants to be promoting it. And that's really a compliment to our community. I think where we're the largest charitable festival in California, you know, I don't think many people know that we give more money away than anybody. And, uh, it's powered by volunteerism and our community spirit as we call it. And I don't think there's anything like it in the country. I just think it's fantastic. We want to keep this spirit going as long as we can. So we know it's asparagus, right? Yes. We know it's asparagus. Yes. What other food is represented at the asparagus festival? Well, let me tell you what's new, asparagus ice cream. And we have not had that in many, many years. You're going to find that in the asparagus alley with the official dishes. Which are? Which are 
The deep fried asparagus, they'll do 40,000 servings of that over three days. Think about that. The great asparagus pasta prepared by the Chamber of Commerce. Of course, that's their claim to fame, right? And my fiance's favorite. Oh, okay, good, good. Me too. And that's usually my breakfast. And then an asparagus burrito. And then they have a uh, tri-tip asparagus sandwich that everybody, you know, gorges down on those as well. So those are the official dishes this year. And then that's being joined by asparagus ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, you got to try that if you haven't tried that. You know, people are surprised how good it is. It's kind of got a nutty flavor. But it's delicious, made by Gleason's, just for us. Isn't that cool? Outstanding. Yeah. So, okay, this asparagus festival, it's a lot of fun, but there's a lot of hard work that goes yeah, into it. Yeah, and, and, uh, what yeah. And what people are involved in getting this together? Well, we have about 60 committees. Uh, you know, it's governed by myself and the, and the board of directors, and we work on it every day all year long. And then my staff, of course, I have Nick Elliott, my assistant, and then Kathy Croce is my uh, uh, executive assistant. So it's a, it's a full-time position. We have um, our, our vendor coordinator, Susie De Silva, of course, is an outside contractor for us, which is a full-time job for her, you know, just coordinating all the booths because she also does a lot of the layout and the spacing of the vendors, which is a very high-maintenance kind of thing to be doing. But, you know, right from the ad campaign to the porta potty map to the dumpster map, I mean, I don't think people realize the amount of detail that goes into it. Um, one of our biggest committees, believe it or not, uh, is headed by retired uh, police chief Wayne Hose on my board of directors. He's our, our waste management coordinator this year. That's his job because he's a new board member. That's the job they gave him. So, you know, uh, uh, that aspect of the festival, keeping it clean and keeping the potties clean and everything, you know, that's an important part of any event, and we, we care about that a great deal. Um, you know, it's just the whole thing is just a monumental. You can see my binders, you know. Uh, 50 some suppliers that come in, uh, 26 corporate sponsors I have, um, all the media on top of that. And, and, you know, everything has a detail or a phone call or an email that goes with it. So uh, we're in the window now. You know, we move our offices in just less than two weeks for setup, starts the 14th. It's a 10 day setup before the event. Then you do the event and then you clean it up. And we are clean by 5 o'clock on the Monday after. You'd never know we were there. Well, there's a few tents left on the McLeod Lake side. But the streets are clean. We're out of there. 500 hay bales we have to pick up, put down for seating. I mean, there's just thousands of tables and chairs. Here's my table and chair thing, you know, that I have to know where everything goes and how many and why. And that's done by a volunteer group, New Directions. Our, our manpower predominantly is Last Chance, which is a... Um, group, you know, volunteer recovery group of guys that we worked their tails off for over a week. And, uh, you know, it's just a monumental uh, undertaking, but it's a good good chaos, I call it. You know, utter chaos, but very good chaos. And it goes really smoothly, too, Rod. Well, I tell you, just give everybody, if they have not had an opportunity to figure out why they need to go, just get everybody a reason on why they need to come out this year. Yeah. Well, I think the reason to come out is show your community spirit, you know, and, and your support for nonprofit organizations. Almost everybody you're going to encounter in festival booths are going to be from a volunteer group. And without our festival, they would lose so much money. You know, we've given over $4.7 million in the last 25 years, and we're not done yet. And our, our charities really rely on the festival now more than it, even in the beginning heavily because they need these contribution dollars. When everything else is dried up, we're still giving. So that's it'll make you feel good. You know, get, get the baby in the stroller and grandma out of the house, and the sun will be out. We've got a good weather forecast. Come and have a good time. Eat. See your friends. Uh, meet new friends and, and celebrate asparagus. 
Okay, so now we know exactly why to get there, but uh, how many people do you expect this year? Oh, well over 100,000 in three days, definitely. And if the sun's out, look out, you know, we're going to have a heck of an event. It's just going to be great. And now you're the director, but what made you actually want to jump into this director role? Well, probably having been one of the original creators of it when I had the production company with Gamut Productions uh, with Bob Caresco. Uh, they needed, and they had talked about this for many years, wanting a full-time executive rather than just a production company. So my name came up and, you know, uh, my son at the time was a young kid. And I said, you know, he's back in school full-time. Maybe I could do this, you know, and, and make it work. And guess what? 11 years later, I'm still doing it. So so there's four, there's four questions okay. that we always ask All right. in the podcast, Stockton. And you're on the hot seat now. Okay. They're easy. I won't, okay. I won't throw you <laughs> How long have you been in Stockton? Since 1976, my first job was with Groupie Company at the Marini Yacht and Tennis Club. Yep, wow. it was great. So then what is your uh, favorite part about Stockton? Oh, I think the weather, and of course I live on the water. I'm uh, in a lake home uh, area, and it's just gorgeous. I love it, and I love all the, the sports feeling in the community and you know being able to run and ride my bike and everything about it I just love. I guess that kind of takes yeah. care of what's, what's your favorite yeah. thing to do in Stockton? Well, I, I like to, you know, when I get free time, I like to work out if I can and, you know, ride my bike, walk, do something, and, uh, you know, just get out and about, and that's what I like to do. So then what's Rest. your favorite Stockton memory? Favorite Stockton memory would be, oh, I'd have to say from the first Asparagus Festival. When we were sitting on a hill out at Oak Grove Regional Park, wondering if anybody was going to show up, because we didn't know if this was a good idea or not, and the freeways were backed up as far as we could see. That gives me goosebumps. That's it. I love it. Yep. Love it. Well, thank yep. you so much, Kate. Give thank a you. pitch one more time for your event. And, okay. Uh, I mean, we don't have to, but definitely okay. one more time. Well, Stockton Asparagus Festival is April 23rd through the 25th in downtown Stockton. It's 25 years and tons of spears. So recently we asked our friends on Facebook um, if they you know, to help us come up with future questions of the week. And uh, the first question of the week um, suggesting that we used came from uh, Amy Fari, who asked, um, how far do you commute? Which uh, we decided to use for this week's QOW. And um, so going back um, a couple weeks or so, Amy said that um, uh, she commutes, uh, she used to commute from Concord to Stockton. And uh, she said that she only lasted for, uh, for for three months. Yeah, that's not a very, uh, it's not for the weak stomach, that's for sure. Uh, and then we got more responses on Facebook for this week. Uh, uh, Greg, our friend, says, yes, I commute from my bedroom to the kitchen for coffee and then back to my computer. Uh, he <laughs> says it's exhausting and uh, he'll have you know that. Do you, do you know who Greg is? Uh, I actually don't. On Twitter, he's Uncle Enor. Ah, <laughs> see? Um, that sounds a little bit like my commute right now. Though. There you go. I bet, yeah. Uh, Tim says, uh, Tim Dearborn says, uh, he commuted from Modesto to Stockton for three years. It wasn't bad. Um, but in time he lost touch with his family because he never saw them Changed jobs working in Stockton and, uh, m much happier. Yes, I would say so. Uh, Alice says she commutes to Sacramento every day on SJRTD regional bus, except on Wednesdays when she teleworks. Uh, Tim Nunez, um, who's uh, been a longtime supporter and fan of the show and also, little secret he's going to give away here is not actually in Stockton anymore. But he says the last few years he lived in Stockton. Um, he commuted by plane via the Sacramento airport for uh, days or weeks at a time um, or by car to the Bay Area. Um, 
which uh, sometimes meant three to five hours a day of driving. That's that's too much. Brutal. But then he moved to the Chicago area and uh, commutes completely via public transportation for about three hours a day. Um, he says he prefers um, the public transit to um, to, to to the driving. Um, but uh, still, he now he lives close to um, to where he works in Chicago. Renee Schmidt says uh, that she was laid off, and she used to commute an hour and a half each way from Newman to Pleasanton. And then right now, her husband commutes about two hours each way Newman to San Jose. Uh, and again, those aren't uh, those aren't easy commutes either. Yeah. Um, Pat from Elegant Essence says um, she commutes from Manteca to Tracy, Modesto, Stockton, Lodi, all over the place daily, sometimes even to Sacramento. And um, she says as personal customer service, you know, she serves her customers directly at their home or their office. And um, she's learned how to schedule her appointments um, to make um, to manage her time wisely. Although, uh, Pat, you, you haven't seemed to have um, managed your schedule enough to uh, to have lunch with me sometime in Lodi. But uh, <laughs> you got called out on the show. All right, our good friend Ashley Spore said that she commutes from Elk Grove to Stockton, 42 miles each way, and she's been doing it for three years now. And uh, and it's exhausting. I mean, any any amount of time in a car longer than probably 15 minutes is, is uh, too much for me anymore. Um, but quite frankly, she's too lazy to look for a new job. And uh, she loves what she do. She loves what she does. So in the end, it's pretty much worth it for her. And then uh, last Facebook comment, lots of Facebook comments this week. We love that. Thank you. Uh, last comment is from uh, Lee, who says he commutes from Hillmar to Stockton every day, one hour each way, helps me ease into the work and, um, and mellow out um, on the way home. So, Matt, do you commute? Um, you know, I wouldn't call it a commute anymore. Um, I mean, I work in Lodi, as I've said before. But, uh, you know, I, for many years, for many, many years, I did what Renee did. In fact, uh, Renee and I are former coworkers. Um, we worked together in Pleasanton for a number of years. I know Renee pretty well. And um, I, uh, I commuted to Pleasanton for too many years to count. And uh, you know what? I, I miss it. I, I really do. I liked commuting. I liked the ramp up time, the ramp down time. But um, now, I mean, there's no way I could do this show if I was still commuting because I wasn't getting home until way late in the evening. And, you know, this, this show, my commute, if you can call it that, allows me the ability to do this crazy little podcast. What about you? You're well, not commuting right now. No, not right now. And you know, I've never been a commuter. I mean, obviously as, as part of the army, uh, I basically lived where I worked. And even if I lived off post, it was only a mile or two away from, from where I had to go to work every day. So, uh, for a long time when I lived in the barracks, my commute consisted of me rolling out of bed and walking a hundred feet to the, uh, to the band hall where I was working. So again, I've never been much of a commuter. And I think the uh, the longest I ever had to, to drive to anywhere was to Nashville, which is an hour away. And uh, that was in the beginning stages of of, uh, of one of my, you know, one of my spouses. She worked over there in Nashville, so we had to share the car. Uh, and that was killer. But uh, as far as commuting is concerned, I, I don't like to do it. If it's anything over 10 minutes, then I'd rather not work where I have no. to do it. Got a couple of comments on Twitter today. One from Janet saying, I commute from the bed to the computer desk in the living room. LOL, does that count? And then from uh, Gabe, Braxis579, saying, I do commute all of the four minutes it takes to get there in the morning. They both sound like Greg, huh? And a lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also got um, a couple of voicemails. Um, so let's let's hear what, uh, what Mike and Andy have to say about their commute. Now on to the QOW. I do commute, although I hardly call it that. It's only 30 miles north, straight shot to Elk Grove, and never any traffic. 
it's actually quite relaxing as long as I'm not on a conference call. Um, as for answering the question of the week, commuting, I drive eight miles round trip every day as my commute. So all you listeners, you can punch me later. All right. Thanks, Mike and Andy, for your phone calls. And we also have an email from uh, Raider Hater, better known as Club 49 on Twitter. Uh, it says, hey, it's Alex, a big time commuter. He works out of the Dublin area. Takes about an hour to get there and another hour to get back. And luckily, he doesn't have to hit the heavy traffic times uh, if he's working normal hours, daylight. Uh, he goes hop on a van pool with his coworkers. Um, and his job gives him vouchers to help pay for the rental of the van from the carpool company. So that's pretty cool, too. And uh, if he's not on the van, he's in the car driving 110 miles round trip five days a week. Uh, glad he has a Honda. Just past 300000 and it's still moving. Wow. Alex, I feel you, man. Uh, I know the Dublin area pretty well. Like I said, I was just on the other side of 580 in Pleasanton for many, many years. And I've always joked that, uh, sure, they finally open up that third lane on 205 right when I stopped working in the East Bay. So Yeah, and that that's cleared up the congestion quite a bit because I know it's it's rugged to go on the 205. It's terrible sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's gotten better um, through the years, but some of what the reason is probably because they, um, uh, you know, there's... And, you know, we had the, um, the dot-com bust, and then we had the, um, the the housing market collapse. So, No traffic anymore. Yeah, less traffic. So, you know, for, for folks that are commuting, you know, to the East Bay, um, one of the things that, uh, you know, that um, even Alice had mentioned was, um, you know, looking into San Joaquin RTD. And I've used this a couple times um, when my, you know, car was in the shop or something. I used it kind of as a fill-in, but... You know, if you're spending a lot on gas and you don't like to drive, you know, you should certainly check out SanJoaquinRTD.com, and um, you know they they have buses that'll take you into the East Bay, to, you know, to the BART station out there, and you could catch BART into the city. So it certainly is, um, you know, an an option. So I guess the consensus is that a majority of the people uh, like to, well, maybe not like to, but commute to their work. So uh, again, thank you so much for the comments, for the voicemails, for the emails. Uh, keep them coming. We definitely love them. Yeah. And as long as you're commuting, um, you know, I'm sure you're listening to the show, but yeah, I'm curious if you listen to the show while you're commuting, because that's when I first got into podcasts was listening while I was commuting to work. So I'm sure you're already listening to us. I should have thought about that before I said it. But if you have other, um, you know, local friends that are commuting, su- suggest that they listen to Podcast Stockton, because, you know, our show is about as long as a mid-morning drive to somewhat to the East Bay. Just think of it that long. Yep. Hey, Brewery33 checking in. So I'm sitting here ready to welcome a new addition into my household. Uh, I feel a mixture of emotions like excitement, fear, anticipation, fear, worry, happiness, and fear. Um, So I've had a pretty eventful nine months that are leading up to the event. And... uh, brings me to this, which is like, there's just been a a sentiment that's been brewing inside of me and on the internet in the past few months. A wave of social media saturation has crashed and the players are gathering their boards and getting ready to paddle back out into the community where they can. Similar to surfing, the social media participants should take these experiences as just that, experiences. It's not over. The ride is just over. It's time to look on the horizon for the next set. The next set will always come. Well, what am I talking about? Well, I just participated in what Timothy Ferris calls a media fast. I took 40 days off of my super connectivity to spend some time with myself. In that time I spent away, I was able to focus. It is this focus that I lacked 
And I noticed I was creating a firestorm of hate at every opinion that I decided to air, so there was a problem. Now, I, as I turned my board around to paddle out and wait for the next set to appear, I'm going to apply what I learned on my last ride. Mostly I'm going to employ the balance. I will most likely be forced to employ balance as the, as the arrival of, of my newest Panasco gang member comes, and it's at a time in my life when I've chosen to further my career and chase my dreams. I have a lot of reasons to tell you to chase your dreams, but you only need one, happiness. Be conservative and fiscally responsible, but even in these tight times lies room for innovation. Innovate your life. Create something new. Do something you've been wanting to try. Friends are great. Family is better, and faith is essential. I say this every time, but Matt and Rod, thank you for the forum. You two are a light in Stockton that are illuminating the way for our next innovative creation of, of whatever we're going to create. The city government could learn a lesson or two from you. Keep up the stellar work, and to all the listeners that blog or tweet, talk about these guys to your friends. Blog about the show. Link to the show. Link to the show site. Positive attracts positive. Remember that. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. Since I want to pay my debt and stay in the good graces of my wife, I have decided that this weekend to go, um, unless the baby comes, which right now chances are looking pretty good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to text message Matt confirming my appearance on Friday. Uh, that's when I'm going to send the text messages on Friday. Um then he's going to go ahead and tweet out to the show faithful, email his friends, um, probably get on Channel 40 News because he is completely linked up now and, and a micro-celebrity. Um, but I'm, I invite you all out to come to Janet Lee Plaza. I'm going to be there at 8 a.m. Saturday, April 10th. And if you want to see the fastest garbage picker-upper in the West, I, uh, come out and take a look at me. Um, I've, I've had plenty of practice doing this as I grew up uh, pulling weeds and sweeping shop floors. Um, afterward, after I after I pay my debt to the podcast Stockton Godfather, um, we will enjoy a cup of coffee, take in the beautiful Stockton morning, and talk about nothing but positive Stockton. Uh, stay fresh, podcast Stockton. Andy, out. Hey, Matt. Hey, Rod. It's Mike Bravo. Just listen to episode 34. Great to learn more about Leadership Stockton. Hey, I wanted to call in and say thanks for having me in Outback Studios for the special April 1st episode, and a big thanks to Devin and Gabe for the interview. I had an awesome time. Also wanted to say thanks to the number one caddy in the business, Manuel Montez. I think he's still driving to Augusta. Hmm. I wonder if we should call him and tell him to turn around. Oh, well. Manuel, if I ever go pro, you already got the job, bro. No need to apply. Everyone else, check out Stockton's own Ricky Barnes playing in the Masters. This really is Ricky Barnes, Ricky Barnes. Anyway, great job as always, guys. Keep up the great work and keep making Stockton proud. Looking forward to seeing you guys at Earth Day and looking forward to hearing Rod at the Ports game. Mike Bravo 11. Ricky Barnes, Ricky Barnes. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton episode 35. I want to thank Kate Post for joining us. Again, if you want to learn more about the Asparagus Festival, you can check out their website at asparagusfest.com. Next week, 
in honor of the Asparagus Festival, we want to know what's your favorite part of the Asparagus Festival. Yeah, and you like uh, Yang Kang Cook? Do you like Tyson the Skateboarding Bulldog? Are you looking forward to the return of asparagus ice cream? Would you want to see people stuff their faces full of deep fried asparagus? Leave us a message with your comments at 565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook, username podcaststockton. Follow me on Twitter, username podcaststockton. And me at RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about on today's show, visit podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. <laughs>